Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork. Heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Fish at Six. Fish at Six, let's put everybody on blast. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. This is the fishbowl. That is the star. Bree is in Oxnard, so we are all over uh, this great NFL map of ours. The 75-member staff ready to roll with your help, of course. Get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table. I will ask for only a little bit of your time as I give you a smoking hot, but not hot takes, fish top 10 tonight. Um, Look at all the circle and the stars here tonight, as VJ points out. That's Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to be Uncle Fish Premium? Ask the fellas. I'll show you how. Also, you can see the Uncle Fish store link right below, and Broken Halo will repeat the link in the chat. Texas Coast Offense is a smoking miracle. Thanks to you, and thanks to the ingeniousness of uh, all involved. So thank you for that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Bing. Here we go. Item one: the Jonathan Taylor thing. And listen, as I pointed out in the video earlier, and I hope you saw it because I, 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 I had to put him on roast. You should absolutely think about Jonathan Taylor. The Dallas Cowboys should. Everybody should. Every team should. What's going on with Jim Ursay? What idiotic thing did he say now? How mad is Jonathan Taylor? How, could, is, is there some way we could some way we could screw him? Oh, wait a minute. We already have a $10 million running back. That guy wants $15 million. We're, that means we're going to have a $10 million or $15 million backup running back. No, I guess we're not going to do that. And ESPN just plowed right through that. And as you're going to see over the course of uh, the, the part of the evening that you spend with me, I was in the gym for a long time today. I'm working on stuff. And so the TV, I couldn't hear it, but the TV was on ESPN. By the way, great job by ESPN over the course of the decades. You walk into a bar, you walk into a barbershop, you walk into a gym, and it's just on. And it's pretty slick. Joey Stewart, but it's only $4 million for one year. But he's pissed about his contract. How does it make him happy to trade him? Now, he's also pissed because his owner is a goofball. But he's unhappy about the $4 million. So trading for an unhappy guy over his $4 million contract does not solve anything. And by the way, you'd, you'd be renting a backup running back. You get a, you get a happy Jonathan Taylor to say, you know what? I, I hate Indianapolis so much that I will go anywhere. I'll go to Dallas and not be, and, 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 and be happy about my contract. You, you find out that John, by all means, like I say, take a minute and do your research. Find out that Jonathan Taylor wants so badly to play for the Dallas Cowboys that he'll be happy with his crappy contract. And oh, by the way, then trick Jim Ursay into giving him to you. And yeah, got a hell of a deal. David White might be a dumb question. Could you trade Pollard to the Colts 
and for Jonathan Taylor, sure you could. Yes, you could. And then Jim Irsay <clears throat> has a $10 million running back that's not as good as the $4 million running back that he has. You have a $4 million running back that wants a new contract, and you're going to have to give him $5 million more to make him happy than you are paying Pollard. But the, yes, these are all these are good ideas to take a minute and kick around. And then you get to the end of it. And realize it's not viable. Dak for press. If you traded Pollard to the Colts, yes, then Jim Irsay would be paying $10 million to a running back, which he clearly does not want to do. If he wanted to pay $10 million to the running back, he'd just do it with the one he has. So this must have been at nine o'clock. And I guess I, I looked up at the screen and they were talking about the concept of Dak friendly. And they're just destroying the Cowboys for Jerry having come out and said, uh, uh, Mr. Media, uh, we'll make things Dak friend. If you've been around here long enough, number one, you've heard Jerry say, Troy friendly. I'm not exaggerating. This is, I'm not kidding. Troy friendly, Quincy friendly, Definitely Romo friendly and Dak friendly, and he has said it a lot. And it's football talk. Romo friendly was everything around here. I don't know that they ever got to Chad Hutchinson friendly, but they would have liked to. So now the Cowboys are getting destroyed. And I, it was Stephen A. Smith that goes, when are they going to quit catering to this brother? Catering to him? What are we talking about? Why would you not have your offense be quarterback friendly to the quarterback that you have? You think the Falcons aren't trying to have, make sure their offense is Desmond Ritter friendly? Max, Jerry's putting pressure on Dak by saying this. No! <laughs> Jerry's been saying this about his quarterback for 33 years. And so does everybody else. You don't remember Romo Friendly? Look it up. Google it. And, and the Seahawks offense is Geno Friendly and should be. And the Rams offense is Stafford friendly and should be. And the Cardinals offense is Kyler friendly. And in Houston, it's gonna be CJ Stroud friendly. Why would you not? Richard Stagg, Uncle Fish Premium. Fish, maybe some of your viewers are too young to remember this. So they think this is a new phenomenon, that Dak friendly is a new phenomenon. I'll tell you what else happens in football. The Rams defensive line, guess what it is? Aaron Donald friendly. 
The Steelers defense, guess what it is? TJ Watt friendly. Right? When Jamal Adams was right, almost cowboy, jet. That Jet defense was Jamal Adams friendly. When Earl Thomas was right, that Seattle defense was Earl Thomas friendly. Craig D, you scheme for your best players. Correct. The, and, and every once in a while, you'll run into somebody that, some coach that wants to do my scheme and you fit into it. And it's usually a bad idea. It's usually square peg, round hole. I'll fit, I'll teach what you can learn. I'm not making you learn what I can teach. Randy Hankins trying to be funny about Cooper Rush. Great riff. Nothing wrong with being Dak friendly. Dak needs to be playoff friendly. And one of the ways for Dak to be playoff friendly is for the offense to be quarterback friendly. I wish Jerry would say quarterback friendly. Terry Foy, welcome Terry. Let's all please hit the like button. Um, it's always fun to have about 13,000 people watch this video and it would be even more fun to have 13,000 people hit the like button. Okay, 1,000 people. So uh, right now would 67 people please hit the like button. And here's the reason why. It gives us the muscle and YouTube gives us you authority when you hit the Cowboys Nation fish head like button. So please do that on the count of three, three, two, and one. Richard Schomburg, Uncle Fish Premium. Brady looked bad in Tampa until after the bye when they changed the offense to be more of what he was used to running. Everything in Green Bay was very much about Aaron Rodgers. But, but, and your point, Richard's a good one. It can be Brady or Rodgers, or it can be, it can be Andy Dalton or C.J. Stroud, or Desmond Ritter. Your offense must be quarterback friendly or you will fail. Steve Nelson, Uncle Fish Premium. Can we trade an edge rusher for a serviceable guard? Or, or tell Zach Martin to come on into camp. Then you, because you already have serviceable guards. You have plenty of serviceable guards. You need Zach Martin. Christopher Booth, Jerry's concerned about interceptions. Not any more than anybody else is. <laughs> Item three, if you haven't seen it, go to CowboysSI.com or and Google CowboysSI.com low hit and go watch Micah almost accidentally destroy Dak Prescott. He's, first of all, nobody can block Micah. Nobody on this team can block Micah Parsons consistently. He, it's, there's times when, you know, every defensive lineman, every pass rusher is going to win. It's just part of the sport. His percentage of winning is way too much. Jeff T, what's going to happen if somebody blows through and injures Dak Prescott? Well, you're not supposed to, you don't, you don't hit the quarterback. So Micah got so close to him that he dropped down so he didn't hit him and then accidentally bumped into his knees and below. So you don't hit the quarterback. 
period. That's why they have the red jerseys. I will never forget the, here's an Uncle Fish story. Not on a personal level, but on a professional level. Troy Aikman, friend of the show, hated Butch Davis when he was the defensive line coach here. Despised everything he stood for. Yeah, not personally. Why? Because you weren't supposed to hit the quarterback, not even in 1992 were you supposed to hit the quarterback in practice. But Butch Davis thought it was okay to slap the quarterback really hard. Really hard. Don't don't tackle him. Don't sack him. But let's just show, let's make sure when we go watch film later tonight, I want to I make sure I saw who, who got to Troy or Berline or Wade Wilson. Yeah, no, uh, Aikman didn't agree. And by the way, Aikman was right. I, I don't, getting, getting points for Sam Williams in a practice is not nearly as important as making sure that Dak Prescott doesn't break his shoulder. So great, you do not slap the crap out of him. I can see, the coaches can see the film. They saw what happened. You don't need to, you don't need to uh, urinate a circle around Dak Prescott to demonstrate that you have that your territory is marked. Jeff, you're obsessed with with what happens if somebody misses a block and Dak Prescott gets hurt. If somebody misses a block and Dak Prescott gets hurt, then somebody misses a block and Dak Prescott gets hurt. That's what will happen. Timmy the Looper. Timothy Looper, I will send you a t-shirt for free because you love to bring up Jimmy Johnson so much. I will send you a, a t-shirt courtesy of me if you explain to me the true story of the asthma field. Because I bet you, and I love you to death, Timothy, and I, and I, and I love your, your fun trolling. I bet you don't know the true story of the asthma field. Richard Leopold, what if Zach Martin misses that block, that block after you pay him? Because he missed camp. What if Zach Martin comes here tomorrow and because he's not ready yet, misses a block? And Dak Prescott accidentally gets hit. Which, by the way, the quarterback's not supposed to get hit. But what if? Boy, it's a great, clever point. That's why we're us, man. What a great, clever point by the 65,000 member Fish Nation. Richard Leopold, hey, Broken Halo, if you're here, Richard Leopold, email Broken Halo. I'm gonna send you something. I'm gonna send you a shirt. What if Zach Martin, because he wasn't ready, misses a block and somebody gets hurt? And Richard's saying, we can play the what if game all day long. You gonna blame Zach Martin? Or are you gonna blame football? Don't hit the quarterback. And that is the point of the Micah Parsons um, bumping into Dak. He tried to avoid it. He, he fell to the ground, tried to put on the brakes and still bump into him. And you could hear the crowd go, oh, shit. Sean Hackett, Broken Halo. Hey, Timothy Looper. Might want to just go ahead and order your shirt. 
because we don't think you know. We think you're funny with, with your Jimmy stuff, but we don't think you know. Richard, find uh, Sean Hackett and he will get you hooked up. <coughs> Item. So I glance up at the screen again. Now here's Stephen A and Mad Dog Russo, who I guess was a big deal in New York in you know the 90s or something. And they are absolutely beside themselves. Why does that Dallas Cowboy football team let Jerry Jones be the spokesman? He's got what? He has he's got a radio show? He's doing interviews. What other owner does radio shows and interviews? What other? Jesus. First of all, you're right to a degree. No other owner in the NFL does as many, is as accessible as Jerry. It's not even close. If you want to put a negative spin on it, no owner in the NFL is as much of a camera hog and microphone hog as Jerry, if that's the way you want to look at it. He believes that he's the best person to market his football team. He's right. Do things every once in a while go sideways because he goes on the radio or like he did the other day. He's saying yes to Zeke and Mike McCarthy's saying no. <laughs> and Mike McCarthy's the one telling the truth. Jerry's over here selling socks and jocks, t-shirts and hats. All those things are true. The criticisms are fair. Um, it especially gets convoluted when Jerry goes on the radio, as he has with me many times, and, uh, Mr. Mike, we're going to go ahead and take a hard look at that L4 on the kickoff return. And I know, because I've known the man for 33 years, the only reason he's bringing up L4 on the radio at 7.20 is because at 7 a.m., Will McClay or Joe Avizano or Bones Fossil said, hey, Jerry, we got to look at that L4 situation on our kick. That Jerry isn't in there deciding who's the L4. I know that. And I've expressed that to you. Why can't somebody in Bristol, listen, Todd Archer's a nice fella. He's very plugged in here. Ed Werder, and, and he's there every day. Ed Werder, who I went to college with, that means I've known him for a thousand years, is a lovely fellow. Why doesn't, before these dipshits go on national TV and embarrass themselves, why don't they call Ed or Todd and say, hey, I'm getting ready to go on first take here in about an hour. They want me to talk about why Jerry does so many radio shows. Can you, can you throw me a bone here? I will buy you dinner if you'll, if you'll give me a one paragraph explanation so I don't look like a moron. But they don't ask Todd and they don't ask Ed or they, if they do, they ignore what they're telling him. And then they go on TV and the whole role look like morons. And I'm watching this. I was in the gym from nine to one. That's right. That's right. And I'm watching this parade of dipshits and each one saying something stupider than the show before. Boy, did you see what Stephen A said? I'm going to say something stupider, says Mad Dog. Boy, did you see what Mad Dog said? Orlovsky says, watch this. 
It was unbelievable. Why are they letting the spokesman be Jerry when everything he says is contrary? Stephen A. Smith imitation. Man, that's a great take, you guys. It's great tweets from first take about why is Jerry Jones the spokesman? He shouldn't be. That's a great tweet from 1989. (laughs) You're shitting me. It's 34 years. And you still can't wrap your head around that Jerry Jones does interviews? Schoon uh, was in pads on the sideline the other day. That's a sign. You know, that plantar fasciitis, it doesn't sound very pleasant. But once they put you in pads and have you on, you know, you work in the cords with Brit and all that kind of stuff, uh, you're, you're on the path to coming back. So hopefully things will work out for him. I know you're excited slash anxious to see what you've got in the second round pick, Schoon. Jeffrey Maiden, Uncle Fish Premium. ESPN is full of cowboy haters. Not cowboy haters, though, ESPN, uh, uh, Jeffrey. They're performers. You can't hate what you don't know. They're, They're not even aware. Now, there's ignorance. You can have this much knowledge of something and it makes you scared of it. And that's ignorance, otherwise known as racism in some cases. This isn't that. They have this much knowledge and they've decided that's all they need. And then they expose themselves every day by pretending to hate or pretending to like. And I promise you, and and I'll prove it with Well, I I did this with Orlovsky on our Jonathan Taylor video. He doesn't know how much he makes. He doesn't know what his contract looks like. He doesn't know what it would take to trade for him. He doesn't know the Cowboys' salary cap situation. He doesn't know what the Cowboys are doing at running back. He doesn't know any of it. All he knows is that Jonathan Taylor and Dallas Cowboys makes a hell of a headline, which, by the way, I know very well, too. But I promise you, you go get that thumbnail from an hour ago, and you see Jonathan Taylor and Cowboys in a headline, I guarantee it or your money back. Go spend five minutes watching that. And you will you will come away going, Fish, you can put a big name and Cowboys in a headline anytime because you deliver. I deliver. That's why it's not fish. That's why it's not uh, clickbait around here. It's fish bait. Derek, $10 pitch in. What would have to happen for the Cowboys to move on from Dak Prescott after this year? Derek. Chances are really, really good that he's going to have a contract extension here in the coming days, weeks, or months that will lock him in as a cowboy for the next six years. So uh, the the percentage of of chances that Dak Prescott is not the Cowboys quarterback of the present and future is, is virtually zero. Item six. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing about item five. Schoon, uh, Dorrance. It was a walkthrough today. So Dorrance uh, participated. Sam Williams participated. And I think Izzy participated a little bit. Ray K. Uh, old friend Chris Canty does ESPN stuff. He criticizes. At least he's lived it. I'll give him that. 
if you lived it and don't like it, fine. But but I'll line up, I'll line up Chris Canty and have him sit next to Darren Woodson and let the two of them talk about their cowboy experience. Darren Woodson, former ESPN. And guess who will win the debate? Item six, McCarthy makes an extremely powerful point here that I've tried to make. I, I said, it, I think I said it this morning about why I hate the, to, the dual practices. We're going to practice against the Raiders. Why? So we can get in a fight for all afternoon. Let's practice against the Rams. Why? So we get in a fight all afternoon. And McCarthy goes, the competitive nature of our team, look at our camp. This is why we don't need dual practices. And he's right. No team does. You're not supposed to, you're not hitting anyway. You're just blocking. You're just, it's, it's, this is, and I'm not saying that it doesn't get physical, uh, uh, even Cowboys versus Cowboys, but you're, you're men on a chalkboard. No, nobody's, nobody's punching anybody in the mouth until you practice against another team, at which point you start punching each other in the mouth. Dana Jett, what if Dak chokes in the playoffs? What, I don't understand the question. I mean, what if the Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl? Yeah, that, 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 that'll be a shame. I'm sorry. <laughs> Item seven, Jalen and Jalen. Now, I remind you for the millionth time, this is the exact time of year when wide receivers in everybody's camp, that young wide receiver, boy, I'll tell you, he looks good. I know because they're just wearing their, it's the underwear Olympics. But Jalen Brooks has done good things now, like two and a half days in a row. And Jalen Tobert really does get it. So Jalen Tobert as the fourth guy, looking pretty good. I would say now there's a little competition pushing Simi for Hoko. And not that he's, except for that his, First day, the tipped interception pass thing. But it's not like Simi Fajoko hasn't been fine. There's competition there now. And Jalen Brooks, the seventh rounder, is involved. David White, is Rojo going to be gone now? Well, he's going to not be eligible to play in the first two games, but they haven't cut him yet. They still could. Scott W. Fish, I'm a Chargers fan, but I still enjoy coming here to get knowledge and facts. And that's, Scott, I, I really appreciate that. Because what we're talking about here with the Cowboys, obviously it's Cowboys specific, but before, besides that, I, we, we cover the entire NFL too. But some of these themes are constant. And, and, and this logic is constant. Cue ball, how does Turpin look? Uh, they, they just had a baby, little daughter, his second. I think today might be his birthday. And he made a diving catch the other day. He, he wants desperately to be part of the offense. I just, I don't know where, I, I don't know where it fits. 
I would, I mean, I, I would like him to be part of the offense. You would too. I just don't know where it fits. Ken M is an Uncle Fish premium and he's in Hawaii. Fish, you are my number one source of Cabo information since I retired from American Airlines at DFW seven months ago. Well, congratulations and good for you. Item eight. Al Harris, defensive backs coach, is talking about boss man fat. And listen, I, 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 I haven't seen some level of dominance or something. But the quote is incredible. Fat, he says, he's stronger than battery acid. Now listen, I don't even know if Kelvin Joseph is making the team, but Al Harris sure likes him. DC4, how about if you keep Bossman fat for special teams alone? Except before last year, he never even played special teams. Remember? Randy Hankins, Roma was much better than Aikman. Randy, you're trying to be a provocateur and that's okay. I love you. You're one of my 65,000 favorites. <laughs> there, 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 aren't, uh, there aren't very many people in the history of football were, that were better at it than Troy Aikman. Gage, Fish, you are my NFL source. Since I found you earlier this year, I couldn't stand the fake news for the sake of entertainment. You give the news and make it entertaining. Hey, uh, like I tell, like to tell Marsha on date night, a little song, a little dance, a little seltzer down my pants. <laughs> Stephen Cowboy, Uncle Fish Premium, Romo and Aikman both had their moments, good and bad. Aikman's Bad moments came when the team wasn't as awesome. That that much is true. The, the problem with saying Aiken was, on, was only great because is that that doesn't, you can't penalize the guy for that. You know, penalize Aikman because he played on a great team? It's not his fault. This is a, especially in Dallas, because you guys taught me this. Hey, this is about Super Bowls, man, right? That's your, that's your talking. This is about Super Bowls. Don't show me 12 and 5. I can't tell you how many thousands of you have yelled at me for saying that 12 and 5 is good. Thousands of you. So now you're telling me, well, 12 and 5 sucks, but Aikman wasn't that good. Because he played on a good team. Playing on a good team is the point. That's the point. Playing on a great team is the point. And they were a great team in large part because of Aikman. Had Romo played on that team? I have no idea. I don't know. As I've said many times over the course of 30 years, and I said this in defense of Emmett Smith's career 
And the idea that Emmett Smith was as good as it gets in his era. Well, Barry Sanders is better. And I would say this time and time again. If Barry Sanders is better than Emmett Smith, ask Barry Sanders if he would switch teams. Switch, I'm sorry, not switch teams. Ask Barry Sanders if he would trade careers. Well, he would never trade careers. You'd much rather be Emmett Smith with the three soup. Right. That's it. I'm telling you, big games, Aikman got better. And uh, by the way, I don't know that Romo's teams didn't have talent. Romo's teams had talent. And Aikman was heartbeat and conscience and leader and all of those things. And, and yes, I still think Troy was the second best leader on that team because Michael Irvin was on that team. So they were loaded. But part of the reason they were loaded is because of Troy. You can't hold being loaded against the guy who helped him be loaded. Clayton Lockhart points out, it's not like Aikman just like showed up and joined a great team. They weren't great when he got here. And item 10, and finally. On 105.3 The Fan, Sean and RJ and Bobby, Jerron uh, uh, Curse appeared on their show. And they're asking him, do you see a different Micah? And as I pointed out this morning, he is ruining practice. Micah Parsons is making it hard for the offense to get done what it wants to get done. And so Curse tells one of five through the fan, you know, he's the same. I mean, he's the same player. But there's an aura. He's walking around like, dude, I can't be messed with. Curse says of Micah. He's walking around like I'm the baddest, and he almost said the word on radio. He said, I'm the baddest mother walking. And so far in this camp, I don't even know who's in second place. Drew H. Uncle Fish Premium. So what's Dak's excuse? What's Dak's excuse that he's not Aikman? <laughs> Dak's excuse that he's not Aikman is there haven't been 10 Aikmans in the history of the sport. You want Dak Prescott to be Troy Aikman? My wife wants me to be George Clooney. And she is setting herself up for a lifetime of disappointment. Fish out.